family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. Well, hello, Vusi. As you like to say hello for me. Well, this is uh, Mamija Hashan from South Africa, uh, just a student at the University of Limpopo studying computer science. I would just like to give you your flowers for really shaping my life because I was once a lost kid until I started searching for people who could mentor me, not on a one-on-one basis, but as a basis of teaching me how to level up my life and head in the right direction. So thank you, man. Hi, Vusi. My name is Nene Kubo from the 254. I'm employed in the finance sector for years, but I got a sudden epiphany after listening to the spirit of money. You said um, if the world is flushed with money and you don't have it, where is the problem? As a mother of two, this was a very fundamental question. I love the financial world and I will continue to elevate and progress in it. I love expressing myself and connecting with people through my stories in the hope that it would be relatable enough to be impactful. I would also like to extend my heartfelt gratitude for the God-given gifts that you have and how it has impacted me. I've listened to all your podcast episodes. I've actually begun listening to them again. And I had a kind request. If you find a chance, kindly speak about the impact of the fallen heroes. There's a quote from The Dark Knight that says, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vusi Tembeguayo as we discuss ideas that matter. A catalyst for bold action. Hello, family. <laughs> Hello, family, and welcome to another episode of the VT Podcast. And here we talk about ideas that matter. Thank you, ma'am, for that lovely message. Jumbo, jumbo, habari, habari. Lovely message from the 254. I love getting, and I I love the accents, right? Uh, The compact. I love the accents from that part of the world, the compact. Um, And and the heroes. I love, absolutely, absolutely love it. The heroes and the compact. and you know, one of my favorite things, this is my favorite thing about particularly my brothers and sisters from East and West Africa, is the way you guys say, no, please. Like, no, please. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? I'm confused now. So would you like some tea? No, please. Wait. But hold on. No is left, please is right. So <laughs> do you want some or do you not want some? No, please. <laughs> the compact. I love that. Thank you so much, ma'am, for your 
for your voice notes, for your thoughts, and for the love that you bring to the VT Podcast. And I absolutely love this idea that you've brought on to our conversation here today, The Fallen Heroes. Before we get started, don't forget to go and check out our School of Scale, schoolofscale.co, and find out all about what we do there. If you're in a scale-up company that you're looking to take the next stage, you might want to join the School of Scale. Be mentored by incredible mentors, meet amazing founders, have a board that advises you on how to take your business with the School of Scale. And beyond that, if you want to be mentored by Vusi Temegwai himself, well, then you join the VT Club 100 and you become part of my mastermind. So now that we got that out of the way, don't you love it when people do that? This advert was paid for by, huh? Now that we got that out of the way, let's get started with our podcast. And it goes something like this. Hello, family. Hello, family. And welcome to the VT Podcast. And here we talk about ideas that matter. Today, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, just a little bit, about heroes and the importance of heroes. But more importantly, when heroes become your peers. See, the voice note that opens up the session for us introduces an interesting conversation piece. And the conversation piece, quite simply, is this. What do you do when the people you once looked up to are now at the same level and you have advanced beyond that level. Frankly, it's a challenge that at some point in our lives, particularly if you're a growth-driven individual, you're going to face it. You're going to meet people who are advanced and far ahead of you. And then as you grow and develop, and they often don't, or not at the same pace, you catch up. And it's really hard once you've put somebody on a pedestal to understand how to engage with them when they're no longer that person who's standing at the top of the mountain, when they're no longer the person who has pinned the flag at the summit, when they're no longer the person who wears the halo every day, when they now just appear in somebody with whom you can have peer-to-peer conversation. There is a lot written about what we call tragic heroes versus fallen heroes. And the definition by Aristotle, as he talks about it, He says the tragic hero is the main character in a tragedy. The modern use of the term usually involves the notion that such a hero makes an error in his or her actions that leads to his or her downfall. Usually, the hero's misfortune is not brought about by vice and depravity, but, and listen to this, by some error in judgment. So what are the traits then of tragic heroes? The first is that the flaw is most frequently hubris. Now, it's interesting, isn't it, that the world tells us, and you come into the VT podcast and VT tells you, be be strong and believe in yourself and chase your dreams and know that you are the best at what you do. And then you might ask the question, well, what's the difference between that and hubris? We'll get to that in a moment. Second trait of a fallen hero. The hero discovers that his or her downfall was the result of his or her actions. In other words, it's not that random things are happening to them, but rather that they have done a set of things that have cumulatively created something that is now happening in their lives. Third, this, in my mind, is perhaps the most tragic. A tragic hero 
listen to this, understands what it is they have done, the impact of it, and often at the instance at which they must face up to the consequences, they try to arouse pity. They say, poor me, I am being victimized. Things are happening to me. Now, there are some of us listening to this conversation who perhaps at some point have had tragic heroes. I know at a personal level, I've had several, particularly in the family. These are, when you're growing up, that aunt or uncle that you look up to, right? They are the coolest person. They've got this deep voice or, the, you know, they always just seem to be so elegant in how they deal with things. And as you get older, you watch them become a fallen hero. You watch them become a tragic hero. And it's very difficult for your mind to almost adjust how it is you should be engaging with them when they're going through those experiences. Over the years, one of the things I've learned, grace, not judgment. This is how we live life. So the first thing to do then, for those of you, like our dear sister joining us from the 254, who are dealing with tragic heroes in their lives, the first thing to do is to always exercise grace. But what is grace? Grace is the ability to listen, to empathize, and to synthesize without seeking to pass any judgment. It's standing in the feet of the other person understanding what they're going through and allowing them to go through it, but at the same time, not passing judgment about that experience. Grace. As human beings, we're more prone to the judgment, right? Like that's our thing as human beings. We want to tell everybody like, well, you did this and you did that and you brought this on yourself and how could you? Because especially because we are disappointed in the other person, then it's even harder for us. The lesson to learn here is grace, not judgment. Grace. The second thing to do when you're dealing with a fallen hero in your life is to remind the hero of who they are, not who they were. See, if you have a fallen hero in your life and you're disappointed, how do you think they feel about themselves? Think about, for those of you here who are parents, and think about when your three-year-old looks at you and you're their entire world. Think about how that makes you feel. And imagine a day, God forbid, when that same child with those same giddy eyes would look at you and be disappointed. How would you feel? So the fact of the matter is this. Heroes don't need you to pass judgment. They're judging themselves every day. So, that parent you haven't spoken to because they did something that let you down. That sibling you haven't spoken to because they did something that let you down. That member of the church you haven't spoken to because they speak left and move right. That elder in the community you don't greet because of something they have done. If you're judging them, remember, 
They are judging themselves all day, every day. Often they're in their own heads. They have to live with the effects and the truths of what it is they know they have done. Grace, not judgment. And here's a hard truth for you, and take it from me. The ones who suffer most on the cross of their own actions are the ones who won't tell you. It appears when you look from a distance as if their lives are just carrying on, as if they're just okay. But believe me, they're standing firmly in the crucible of their own actions. They're in the crucifix. They are daily burning in the hellfire of the consequences of what they've done. The last thought they have every night before they close their eyes is the thing they did that hurt you, that disappointed you. And the first thought they had every morning when they wake up is that same thing. And in the middle of the day, they will look for some coping mechanism. But trust me, in the dead of night, in the quiet of day, in the stillness of the dark, and in the peace of the summer stream, they're well aware of what they've done. And it eats them every day. Fourth, and this is the final thing, for those of you here dealing with fallen heroes in your lives, forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting. You get to forgive, and that's okay. And you forgive for yourself too, right? Because you don't want to hold on to that weight. It's, believe me, from experience, way too heavy a weight to carry. Way too heavy a weight to carry. But you forgive. Just don't forget. The mistake a lot of people make is they think that just because I have forgiven you means you now have access back into my life. Not so. I have forgiven you means that we're cordial. It means that you owe me nothing. It means that, as it says in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, if it is that we're going to ask of our Lord and Savior that he forgives us, but we don't exercise that same forgiveness, how can we expect a withdrawal in a bank account we're not depositing in? So, you forgive. You don't forget, but you forgive. The hardest thing I've had to learn over the years when you're dealing with a fallen hero, <laughs> it wasn't so hard to figure out how to forgive. It was harder to figure out how to be with them now that I've forgiven them. It was harder to figure out how do I become cordial without becoming overfamiliar. It was harder to draw the boundaries of what can I share and what can't I share? How much access do I give them to my life and how much access don't I give them? I got to a stage where I was just hoping, my in particular instance with my fallen hero, that they just wouldn't call. Because if they don't call, I don't bear the responsibility of answering that call or not answering that call, right? But if they actually make the phone call, I've now got to think about it. Do I answer this phone call? And if I do, am I nice or am I not nice? Am I, am I cordial or am I not cordial? And if they say, how are you? Do I actually tell them how I am or do I tell them the PR answer of how I am? And if they ask, how is so-and-so? Do I actually tell them how so-and-so is or do I just say so-and-so is fine? Like, how much do I actually share? And so it was easier then to live in a world where the hero just wouldn't phone and we just wouldn't talk. Where we both knew what was standing between us, but neither of us had the courage 
to form a relationship that would maintain balance without the toxicity. It's a work in progress, by the way. That's a a phone call that's never fully answered. It's an email that's never fully sent. It's always in draft. That's a text message that you'll never complete writing. It's that WhatsApp that always reads typing. It's never done. But, my friends, grace, not judgment. And so whatever it is you're dealing with today, and whomever it is you're dealing with today, whatever challenges they may be having today, and how you are expected to show up for them, remember this, grace, not judgment. Yeah, comrades, please don't send voice notes that force us to be deep here. Can somebody send voice notes about nice things? Like, send us voice notes about, you know, I don't know, like, let's go pop bottles at uh, Jumeirah in Dubai or something. Send me a voice note about, you know, send me that kind of voice note. Send me a voice note about how we're going partying at that club or, you know, how we're going to, how we're going to, how we're going to, are we going to Thailand this year? Like, are we doing Phuket? What's the story? Send me that voice note because I also want the Instagram pictures you guys know the Instagram pictures I'm talking about right you know the ones where people boarded the flight and they go to Thailand and there's always that elephant now I want to know is it the same elephant guys because there's always this elephant that's like splashing water right and there's some person standing there typically not always but typically a female who's like oh my god like oh my god this water and there's like water all over and the elephant is there all I want to know from the good people of Thailand is is it the same elephant that's all we want to know or is it like different elephants and we also want to know like are these elephants like trained do they go to like school is there like a syllabus do the elephants have like a visa do they get paid a rate and is the elephant like an employee does the elephant pay tax we have so many questions about that elephant that's just features on so many of these pictures it's a bit like those boat cruises in dubai like i have so many questions about these boat cruises in dubai we want to know Are those actually yours, or do you guys think we don't know that you're renting at Exclusive Yachts? Shout out to my good friends at Exclusive Yachts, by the way. Good mates of mine. You know, I I love the guys at Exclusive Yachts. But don't you all be out there on Instagram posting pictures of yourselves in yachts on some, this is how I'm doing Wednesday. Chief, it's 350. 350 dirhams. That's what you're paying there. Calm down, right? Calm down. (laughs) All right. Well, I, I thought I'd end this week's podcast with something humorous because that was a deep one. Friends, family, have an amazing week. And as we say here at the VT Podcast, sayonara. This podcast was proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound & Sounds Media.